Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. We're talking with Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn, an incredible young man uh, who is running for Congress. Uh, He's in the GOP primary for Congress from North Carolina's 11th District, uh, the runoff will be on June 23rd. Uh, and again, Madison, it is a, a pleasure and an honor to have you on Freedom Forum Radio. Um, and so we've been talking about the importance of national security. And along with that goes uh, speaking about medical care for the veterans, uh, those who have uh, served our country, who have risked their lives, who have given so much for our country. What, is your, uh, what are your feelings about uh, medical care for veterans? You know, I think it is despicable that, uh, that so many of our veterans are denied care. They're not getting the quality care that they need. I think it's great that we have a VA system, but, you know, I think that we really see in these VA systems, we see that the deficiency that the government has when it comes to running anything. I mean, how many times have we, have we as Americans gone to the DMV and you have to sit there for the extraordinarily long wait time? You have to just wait in line for hours at a time. Imagine if you are a veteran and you're having to deal with, with a major issue in your life, but you have to rely on a government-run system that doesn't really seem to be moving expediently and doesn't really seem to provide the highest quality care in the world. Uh, I believe that it's because of our men and women who have put on the uniform, our veterans, who have gone out and served. And I come from a, a proud heritage of, of many many Marines and many soldiers, and so it's very personal to me that they get the care that they deserve. I mean, these are the people who ensure, ensure that our society remains intact, and they deserve the thanks of a grateful nation. So I, I believe that we've got to start believing in some kind of reform that's going to help these veterans get better care because that's what they deserve. Well, it's also, it's, it's personal for me as well. I mean, I served during the Vietnam era, and my son is now a first lieutenant in the Marine Corps. <clears throat> he's in charge of a 70-man mortar platoon, and he's deployed now somewhere in Southeast Asia. So <clears throat> this is very important for me that the veterans get the kind of medical care that they need. We have many vet- veterans in our area who, were it not for the... Uh, the community care program would be required to make that five-hour round trip down south of Georgia, south of Atlanta, to get the care that they that they should be getting. So, veterans' community care is an important concept, and President Trump, fortunately, has been very, very adamant that the VA cannot deny veterans 
from having access to community care. Uh, and that leads us also into uh, this discussion about national security. We've touched on it in many different aspects, but obviously our national security uh, is absolutely important for our survival. Uh, you know, Dr. Dan, you're absolutely right. Our national security is non-optional. And so when I see so many people on the left, and oftentimes sometimes people on the right, they're saying that they want to fund different parts of the government and so they want to take money away from the funding that we have for our military. Uh, I think it's absolutely great what President Trump has done to revitalize our military. He's really rebuilt it, and it's now the most lethal and most capable it's ever been. And I just want to say thank you to your son and all others who are serving, especially those in, in Southeast Asia right now who are having to be so close to the, to the origin of this Wuhan virus. Um, but at the end of the day, I believe that we have got to continue to keep our military spending at a very high rate. I, I don't believe that, uh, that the way we spend our money is perfect. I'm sure that there are so many areas that we have wasteful spending, just like in all departments of government. And so, you know, I, I believe we, we should critically look at the Department, the Department of Defense and make sure that we're spending all our money in the most efficient way possible. But I believe we have got to keep that high level of military funding so that we continue to separate the gap between us and other world powers when it comes to the ability to be lethal and the ability to, to attack and to defend. And that, Madison, is a really important point because uh, mankind, unfortunately, is a, is warlike. Uh, and it's certainly, if we look at the history of mankind, we've been fighting wars uh, all along. One of the problems is, is that people, when they're war-weary or some people who don't understand the whole concept of, of how to deal with warlike people, feel that if you're nice to them, if you appease them, that they will also treat you in a different way. But unfortunately, what we should have learned uh, from history, of course, is that you cannot appease evil. Evil must be confronted and dealt with uh, as vigorously as possible. And if that means uh, being on a warlike footing or fighting a war or doing whatever you have to, if you are perceived as weak, the strong will always take advantage. That is absolutely right. I mean, I know that we all here probably know this quote, but when Reagan said that uh, we can achieve peace through strength, I think that is absolutely right. Um, there is a, there is a pecking order in this world, and as you said, evil will always confront people that, they, that it thinks are weak. It will always try to exploit anyone that it can. And so, all the, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. I know I, I know that that is uh, sometimes oversaid, but I don't think that it's uh, the, the truth of it can never be be truly understood too much because we have got to always be willing to stand up and fight for what's right and to also to defend the weak. Uh, you know, I, I hate to just jump to another subject, but when we're talking about the strong and the weak, I believe that we have a God-mandated duty as, as strong individuals to protect the weak, whether that, that's with our, with our voices, whether that's with our minds, or whether that's with our physical strength. At some point, it always comes down to the strong protecting the weak. And at the end of the day, I believe that the weakest people in our society are, are the pre-born, those, who are, those babies who are still not, not born yet but are, are, are currently inside the womb of their mother. Uh, and that's why I'm extraordinarily pro-life. That's why I believe that we have got to protect those who cannot protect themselves. I mean, you know, when Roe v. Wade was passed, it was passed without even having the ability to do an ultrasound. And, you know, that, that means that those mothers could not see that this baby had a heartbeat and a response to pain. 
And uh, so I, I believe that we've got to overturn Roe v. Wade. We've got to we've got to protect the unborn. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that that life begins at conception. We now have the equipment to be able to understand and know that. You brought up Roe v. Wade. Uh, I happen I read Roe v. Roe v. Wade. I wanted to understand. What basis was used to determine anything in, in, in that uh, decision? And most of Roe v. Wade discussion uh, hung around the concept of when does life begin, and they kind of settled on life beginning at what was called quickening, which went back to the 1800s, and it basically said, and it's from a lot, a lot of that was from Great Britain, and, and what that was is when you can feel life uh, in a mother's uh, womb, when you see a baby is is uh, moving, or, or when you can hear a heartbeat, uh, and that technology is 19th century technology, and so the Supreme Court made that decision not based on the modern technology. Uh, you know, this this is a, a, something I've said several times. I believe our our laws need to reflect our science. I mean, we we have come so far as, as a country and. You know, I, I believe that the Constitution is it, it's set upon what is what is right and what is really unchanging. You know, it, our, our Bill of Rights it, it discusses you know the, the Fourth and Sixth Amendment, like we talked about earlier, uh, due process and uh, giving us freedom of, to assemble, giving us the right to defend ourselves, giving us freedom to speak. Uh, all of those are extremely important. Those are things that don't change, and so that's why they're in the Constitution. But at the end of the day. When it comes to just our laws and it comes to to our to our reasoning, we have got to be able to adapt. When it, it, it's not something that's in the Constitution, because I believe that's timeless. Uh, but when it comes to something like Roe v. Wade or, or any other law that is is outdated, I believe we have got to have the ability to to change that and to let our laws reflect our science. You know, the the biggest reason to to change Roe v. Wade is the understanding of DNA, uh, which. Mm. At, at that point was in its very early infancies, if that. But now we know some very important facts about human genetics that were not known when that decision was made. But it's really, it really comes down to me uh, as a physician uh, and medical researcher, it comes down to something that's really very simple. You and I both know that every person has unique DNA. We're now doing DNA tests in court to say, you know, who was where at what time. So the concept of DNA is, is well-known and accepted. Well, each person has a unique DNA. They get half of it from their mother and half of it from their father. So that really says that inside the woman's uterus, inside her womb, that baby does not have the same DNA as the mother. So when a woman says, I have the right to do whatever I want with my body, I agree with you. You have the right to do with your own body. The problem is what's inside your body right now is not your body, and DNA is the proof of that. Well, Dr. Dan, that's extremely well said. That's a, that's a viewpoint that I've, I've never really heard articulated before. So I hope you don't mind that I, uh, I might borrow that if it comes up in a, in a debate anytime soon, the, the reason why I'm pro-life. That's a wonderful reason because it is based on science. You know, you said that laws have to re reflect science. This entire climate change uh, nonsense and hoax that is going on now is completely unscientific and does not reflect the true scientific facts about 
not only the history of Earth itself, but about what is actually going on and what human beings can and cannot do to change the environment and the climate. Uh, you know what? And I, I can, I can agree with a lot of environmentalists. I do believe that you know what humans are doing does affect the climate and what affects what's around us. I believe that's why you know in the Bible the, that God says that we've got to be good stewards of the earth. But I disagree with how much they believe that we can affect the climate. I mean, when you look back into history, I, I know you and I have spoken about history a lot on this program, but I think it's very important to have a a, a very a very long viewed mindset when thinking about these things. I mean, you just look back in recorded history. We had the Roman warm period. We then went to the, to the, uh, the colder middle ages and then, and then the Renaissance warmed up again. Then the world's cooled down again during the, the, uh, <clears throat> the industrial revolution. And now we're just at a period where the world is continuing to just have a, a, a small, you know, a micro evolution, I, I might say, where it's warming up again. It's a natural ebb and flow. And I think that's what happens in our in our world today. Uh, you know, I've got to tell you, we were talking about borders earlier and you asked me why I believe so many people in the world, so many people in the world believe in open borders. And I told you that I think it's because of globalism. Uh, and at the end of the day, I believe that this climate hysteria that they are pushing is another attempt for globalism. I mean, when we looked at the Paris Climate Accord, it took us in and wanted us to spend trillions of dollars to maybe change the, the temperature a half a degree in 20 years. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I, but what I believe that they really wanted is they wanted control. There are evil powers at play. There are people in, in many positions, elected and not elected, who want to see the world in a different setting. They want to they want to change the way the world is, and they want to have control. They want to have power. And I believe they're using this climate hysteria as just another means to control the populace. What you're talking about is, is the fact that we have an, an elite, an arrogant elite oligarchy class on Earth who has nothing driving it but total greed and the lust for power, and they want to control Earth. Uh, it is really, they're trying to get back that system of monarchy that we defeated when we defeated Great Britain in the, in the, the war of our war, our revolutionary war, our war of independence. Uh, we defeated a concept. We didn't just defeat the British. We defeated a concept of monarchy, of tyranny, uh, that's what we defeated. And our founders were smart enough and brilliant enough to give us this incredible uh, blueprint for living as free individuals, free men, free women, property-owning people who had the right to be free and not have a monarch ruling over them. That's what that our War of Independence were all, was all about. And now the climate change and all of this collectivism at this point, is just an attempt by the wealthy elite, uh, and they are so arrogant. Those arrogant elitists, uh, that's, this is their attempt to take the world back from the freedoms that we have in our country. Uh, Dr. Dan, I think that is extremely well said, and I think that's, that's extremely true. It's something that people need to, to understand. Uh, you know, when you were talking about how we didn't just defeat the greatest superpower on the planet uh, in our war of re- revolution, we also defeated the the ideology that there should be this small or this small ruling elite, and you know I think that's something that uh, speaks to what was so special about that generation that did that. They were not just a, a, a people who were violent and who were able to, to do violence and to do it well to the point that we were able to defeat 
Great Britain and send them back and we were able to secede. But what it did is we also fought for the heart and minds of, of our nation and, and for a planet. We fought the ideas that are, are so dangerous. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, how am I going to work with the left? How am I going to reach across the aisle? But I, I'm not someone who wants to go in and just, you know, you, you always see these, these kind of clickbait headlines on, on, on websites where it's just saying, watch as, as Representative Matt Gates destroys the liberals. And, you know, I, I love Representative Matt Gates. I think he's an, an, an incredibly well-articulated man. I think he's something that, someone that we need. I don't think what we're doing is we're destroying the liberals as people. I think that's where the, the misconception happens. What needs to happen is we need to win the battle of ideas. We need to show this idea of socialism, this idea of communism, this far-left ideology that so many Democratic representatives are pushing is dangerous. It's an ideology that's bankrupt morally, financially. It's an ideology that is just oppressive and controls people. And at the end of the day, I mean, whether you're talking about socialism or communism, it's all about control. In socialism, you give up your control willingly. In communism, you have your control taken from you. Uh, taken from you. But at the end of the day, it's all the same. You give up control to a small ruling elite. And I think that's what America is all about, is saying, no, you you are someone who determines the path of your own life. And so I I think we've got to be a people who's willing to go onto the battlefield of of intellectual ideas, to be able to go out and defeat these ideologies of the far left, because at the end of the day, it's dangerous. It's taking our people, and they're using this this climate hysteria, they're using this this, this uh, idea of, of my body, my choice, they're using this idea of open borders. You know, they just continue to push this ideology, and at the end of the day, if you look at it, Democrats are playing a game of chess. They're not trying to win the 2022 election. They're not trying to win the 2024 election. They're trying to make it so there doesn't have to be any more elections. Uh, and so at the end of the day, we have got to start having a long-term mindset and to play strategically. And, you know, that's why I'm running for Congress, Dr. Dan. I believe that I am somebody who's uniquely qualified because of my ability to, to articulate ideas and to easily, simplistically de- define what makes conservatism great, the ideas of freedom and personal responsibility. At the end of the day, I think that we need to, as Republicans, we need to start voting smart. And that, that's why I'm running for Congress. Well, you know, Madison Cawthorn, it's been, it's been great to talk to you because you have covered all of the issues uh, that are so important to the freedom of the individual. Uh, this last, what you talked about, you made a, a great statement. And when you go to Washington, you will be dealing with, like President Trump is dealing with, he'll be dealing with the swamp. And you will be dealing with the swamp. And, and the swamp really is those arrogant elitists who are using every single trick and ruse and tool and whatever they can get their hands on to eliminate individual freedom. That's really what the battle is. If You can use words like communism, socialism, and whatever, but the problem is, is that most people are turned off by those words. The real, the real question is, and that's where messaging is so important, is who do you want to control your life? Do you want you to control your life, or do you want some nameless, faceless, unelectable, unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. to control your life. That really is the battle. And I think that you are uniquely uniquely qualified to fight that battle. And I certainly pray with all my heart that you are the one who does. 
Well, Dr. Dan, that really does mean a lot to me, sir, and I just really want to thank you for having me on, on your show. I, this is a, it's such a well-listened to audience, and you're, you're so respected, so sir, it really does mean a lot that you have me here. You gave me an opportunity to speak about my beliefs, and I'm glad that we're of one mind and of one heart, that America is special and that it's worth fighting for. America is special, and Madison Cawthorn, you are special, too. Your life, your story, and now the course that which you have set upon is is a noble it's a noble struggle and believe me i appreciate that so much in you uh and you everything about you is says to me that you are the future of our country god bless you madison cawthorn and uh good luck and that concludes another episode of dr dan's freedom forum Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Right this morning.